everybody. Thank you for tuning into the Women's Dating and Confidence Podcast. Today, I want to talk about the myth that self-hatred works, meaning that it's useful, that it can motivate you, and that it helps you get the results that you want. And specifically, I want to apply this to dating. So today, I want to share with you a personal story and I'm sharing this with you so you can get a sense of how much I hated myself or how much I hated on myself as an action. And the reason that I was doing that was because I thought it was useful in some way. I thought it would help me get the results that I wanted. And oddly enough, I thought hating myself would make me happier because then I could motivate myself to get the things that I thought I needed to be happy and then I could stop hating myself. So in high school, I had my first boyfriend and I was head over heels and it was kind of one of those relationships where I was very young and we didn't have a lot in common. So I was kind of more just excited about the fact that I had a boyfriend and I felt very validated by the fact that I had a boyfriend. So I was just like very, very excited (laughs) about him. Anyways, about a month into our relationship he and I went swimming and I remember talking to my best friend, Julia, which she was in episode 40. I talked about everything I've learned from her, but I remember talking to her and telling her I'm kind of worried about going swimming because I had lost 10 pounds over the summer, which I needed to lose. I was 10 pounds overweight. But then once we were going swimming, I was actually at a very healthy, slim weight and I was eating very healthy and I got really into jogging and I was jogging for like an hour every day. So I was very healthy and I was still a little bit nervous because I've just always kind of had like a little bit of a tummy. Like I've never had a completely flat stomach. I've never been one of those people where if I sit, my stomach is just like the skin (laughs) rolls. Like it's always like kind of (laughs) pudgy. So anyways, I was kind of nervous about showing off my bikini body with him and I told that to her and she was like that's crazy like you look great you know all the things that friends are supposed to say so I went swimming with him and we had a really fun time and afterwards we were sitting on a bench and talking and he asked me like what I thought of his body or something and I was like you have a great body blah 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 and then I couldn't resist asking him the same question, and he said, well, your body's normal, but not perfect. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) At the time, it didn't affect me too deeply, because I remember going on the train home and thinking to myself, like, is that normal? Like, do boyfriends say that to girlfriends? Am I supposed to be upset? Like, I'm not really sure how to react to this. But over the next few months, that idea that I was not perfect, like almost there, started to grow in my mind. And I started thinking about it more. And at first, it just started out with, okay, I'm just going to diet a little bit. I'm just going to eat a little bit less. I won't eat as much chocolate because I'm a chocolate-holic. <laughs> and I started doing like little healthy changes to my diet. But then I'd look in the mirror and I'd still see like, wait, I'm still not perfect yet. So I'd take out a little bit more food and then I'd lose two or three more pounds and I'd say, okay, but I'm still not perfect yet. And then I started 
limiting my food so much so that I would eat like nothing for breakfast, half a yogurt for lunch, and maybe some cold cuts for dinner. I was trying my best to starve myself. And I started getting into looking at thinspiration, which if you don't know what that means, that means there are people on the internet who basically post pictures of very skinny people to inspire you to also be that skinny, but it's related to eating disorders and motivating yourself to starve yourself or throw up after meals and things like that. And I started also engaging in other really unhealthy activities like At the time, I was on ADHD medication, so I started abusing that medication because I noticed that it would decrease my appetite, so I would take it in order to be able to starve myself all day without noticing it as much, and it also was a stimulant, so I would combine that with other stimulants to rev up my metabolism and my digestion in a way that wasn't really natural or normal for me. So it just got unhealthier and unhealthier and unhealthier. And at some point, along with the thinspiration and things like that, I started writing hate letters to myself. And I started writing letters about how my body wasn't good enough and how I was ugly and undisciplined and whatever I had to tell myself to be able to motivate myself to keep up that self-hate towards my body. So finally, I had lost a lot of weight. And the thing is, at the time, I probably looked like I was in the best shape of my life because I'm a tall career person. So when I lost that weight, and even though I was starving myself to that extent, I just looked normal and healthy. And so That's another interesting conversation of what is healthy because we always just assume the skinnier skinnier you are, the healthier you are, and that is not true in my case. So anyways, I looked really healthy and great on the outside, but on the inside, first of all, I was doing a lot of damage to my body, and second of all, hurting myself emotionally with those letters and with the inspiration and with the constant dialogue of how ugly I am and how I need to improve my body and things like that. So once I lost the weight, he called me and he broke up with me over the phone. Of course, not related to that, more so related to the fact that we had nothing in common. But I was completely crushed and it was like an awful breakup and it hurt for a really long time. But what I really want to talk about in this episode is the fact that I thought it was a good idea to write letters to myself about how much I hated myself. And so the thing is, in a sense, self-hatred does work. I mean, it did work. I lost some weight. It motivated me. And it was definitely like having a fire under my ass the entire time. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. You're not perfect yet. You're not perfect yet. Improve, 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 improve. And that did work in the sense that I lost weight and I was able to do things that I usually wouldn't be able to do if I cared about myself. Like I probably, I like can't go more than three hours without eating now. Like, (laughs) but it didn't work because 
Six months later, I gained the weight back. Once, as soon as I eased up on myself, as soon as I didn't hate myself for like one moment, I would immediately start gaining weight back and start treating myself better, of course. And it kind of went to the other end because I was so restricted that I would then binge eat and then I would eat really unhealthy and eat all the things that I wasn't allowed to eat and eat way too much. And it started this really unhealthy relationship with food. So we have this idea that self-hatred, like those hate letters that I wrote to myself, work because in a sense they do. They work in the short term. They help you feel motivated to do something that you usually wouldn't do if you actually liked yourself, like starve yourself. But when we have the bigger picture in mind, self-hate does not work. It works maybe for a short-term solution that doesn't have long-term results. So I could lose weight very quickly and I couldn't keep the weight off forever. I just had to continue starving myself and like how long can you possibly keep that up? So other people do that with, for example, telling themselves that they're a failure, that they're not good enough, that they're not successful enough, and they use that to motivate themselves to work 80 hours a week. Other people do this with dating. Like I had a consultation with somebody for coaching and she told me that she feels like she's a failure because she's 27 and single. And she's trying to use that to motivate herself in dating, to go on more dates, to show up in a better way. But how are you showing up to dates if you hate yourself, if you're telling yourself that you're a failure? So today I want to share with you two reasons why self-hate doesn't work and self-love works so much better when it comes to achieving your results. So the first thing is, if you have a goal, like find somebody to spend the rest of your life with, that kind of thing or any goal really, and that goal is something that challenges you, that currently is impossible for you or requires you to grow in order to achieve it, then you're going to have to face two things on your journey. The first thing is making mistakes, and the second thing is getting rejected. So if you want to find somebody that you want to spend the rest of your life with, you probably won't find that person without experiencing some rejection along the way and making a lot of mistakes first. Now, when you make a mistake and you have the kind of relationship with yourself where you aren't kind to yourself and you're not understanding with those kinds of things, you will give yourself such a bad beating mentally and you will probably try to punish yourself and tell yourself how awful you are as a means to motivate you to try harder and make less mistakes, but that will actually just make you more afraid to try. And the same is true with rejection. If you get rejected and then you come home to yourself and you punish yourself mentally, beat yourself up over the rejection, you're going to be much less likely and much more afraid to put yourself out there again. And as we just discussed, in order to get the result, you have to put yourself out there to face mistakes and rejections repeatedly. And you will not have the stamina to do that if you hate yourself. Now, imagine the opposite. And I learned this term, this idea from Dr. Aziz, and I love it so much. He talks about being on your own side no matter what. In order to stop hating yourself, you have to get back on your own team. And when you're on a team with somebody, you do not put them down when they're already down. 
you lift them up. You do everything you can to support them, to be empathetic and to be compassionate. And when you have that kind of support system within yourself, you are much more likely to try again, to give it one more go, to pick yourself back up, dust yourself off and get back out there. Self-love gives you the courage to try something over and over again and do whatever it takes to get that result because you're able to be much more resilient when it comes to the setbacks, the rejection, and the mistakes. The sting of making a mistake and a bad result being your fault because you made a mistake or the sting of rejection is bad enough as it is. We don't need to layer it with our own self-hatred. That just makes the journey 10 times more hard, more difficult, and requires much more energy from you to just keep walking. When you have your own back, when you have self-love and compassion for yourself, you have much more stamina to keep going. Now, the second reason why self-love is much more useful than self-hate in dating and relationships is because It's really hard for people to see your value when you don't value yourself. It's really hard for people to be aware of everything that makes you uniquely awesome when you don't see that within yourself. And if you're hating on yourself, you're emphasizing the things that you don't like about yourself, your flaws, and you're making that the biggest thing about you versus when you love on yourself, you're emphasizing everything that makes you an awesome, amazing human being. And when you emphasize those things, that's what people are going to see as well. Self-hate also has a way of making us feel desperate, anxious, nervous, worried, fearful. All of those emotions are not the emotions that we want to feel. It's not the energy that we want to be in when we go on a date with somebody. We want to feel playful, lighthearted, empathetic, compassionate, inspired, like all of those good emotions. Now, obviously, you don't feel happy all the time because you're a human being, but self-hatred takes it to another level where you're purposefully creating and generating that negative emotion inside of you in order to motivate yourself, for example. So I'm not talking about naturally feeling anxious or fearful or sad. That's normal and that's okay. But what's not okay and what's not useful is to purposefully generate more of that feeling in order to motivate yourself to get a result, like I did, for example, with the hate letters. Now, every once in a while, we find ourselves in a situation where we feel like we have no other option than to hate ourselves. You get rejected, you make a really bad mistake, and you really just can't bring yourself to be like, no, it's okay. I love you. You're awesome. Like, no, I just like really hurt somebody's feelings or I just made a huge mistake at work. People lost thousands of dollars over this. Like, how can I actually love myself and be on my own side in this situation? And for me, self-love doesn't mean giving yourself an excuse for everything. It doesn't mean saying that everything that you do is okay, even if it hurts other people. That's not what being on your own side means for me. To me, being on your own side no matter what means using all experiences in order to grow and learn. So if I make a mistake, I'm going to apologize to whoever I need to apologize to. I'm going to fix my mistake and then I'm going to take all the precautions necessary so that it doesn't happen again, as well as look into why it happened in the first place. 
So it doesn't mean that I'm just letting everything go and I don't care. It means that I'm just dealing with life in a much more effective way. Usually when I was hating on myself, when I made a mistake, I would just go home and cry and tell myself how awful I am. And then it just made the process much more difficult instead of just like moving forward quickly and taking the steps necessary to rectify the mistake that I made. And we can also apply this to rejection. We can look at the rejection and see, okay, why did that happen? Maybe it was something I did, but maybe it's also just an incompatibility or whatever the reason is. And we can use that information to grow and learn from it. And we don't have to beat ourselves up. We don't have to hate on ourselves. We can maybe reframe the rejection. Like I created an entire podcast episode about that. The point is we just use that experience as if it's a gift to us in order to grow and learn from it. And I think Tony Robbins sums this up so well. He has a quote that says, life is happening for you, not to you. And I think that really summarizes what self-love is about. It's not about beating yourself up or pitying yourself or making yourself into a victim or telling yourself that you're awful and not good enough and not perfect enough and blah, 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 blah. It's about using the experiences that you have, including the ones that are negative, including the ones that you created that are negative to your advantage to grow and be a better person. So please stop hating yourself. It makes you weaker. It makes you less resilient. It makes you slower. It makes you burn out. It does not work. Self-love is a much better solution. Thank you so much for listening to this episode today. If you're interested in applying for one-on-one coaching with me, check out the link in the show notes. I also created a free guide for you. It's called Copy and Paste Texts for When He's Pulling Away or Acting Flaky. And it's a really great guide and I put in a lot of time and effort to make it worth your while. I know we can be a little bit skeptical about free stuff on the internet, but I promise it's an awesome guide. Thank you for listening and I hope you have an awesome day. Bye.